So what we're doing today is we are going back, looking through the entirety of the 2010s, and we are picking uh, the player that was most valuable to each team throughout the entire decade. Yes, and, sir. Uh, the way that we kind of decided this was through just overall stats, games played, uh, and um, Pro Bowl and All-Pro team appearances. Although, obviously, Pro Bowl appearances don't mean that much because of, and this is a not-safe-for-work image that we're about to put up on the screen. So um, this is just absolutely disturbing, but we do have to show you this just to show, just to show our point here. Supposedly, what we think happened here is um, a man by the name of Mitchell Trubisky. He went and he bought, he bought a, uh, a jersey, an all-star jersey from a, a non-NFL retailer, obviously, because it has his name and number on the back. He's not a pro and, bowler, everyone. Yeah. Then he, he, flew to, he flew to Orlando separately from the actual players. Then he went backstage, supposedly told one of the bouncers that he's one of Drew Brees' children. So they allowed him back. And then he snuck onto the field somehow, probably because he had the jersey, and dragged his uh, two childhood idols, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, together for a picture. So I'm, I'm sorry we had to show you that. However, yes. you know, we just, we just need to show you the danger of identity theft. Do yeah. not pretend you are an NFL pro bowler. Don't do it. Especially if you suck at your job, like yeah. Trubisky does. Exactly. Let's let's just let's keep that to a minimum for anybody watching. Just don't. Okay. Yes. Don't. We're talking to you. Anyways, let's let's get into the list. Yes, sir. Uh, that was just that was a little too much talking. I think. Maybe a little bit, but yeah, I, I scared you guys a little bit. So <laughs> I guess we'll move on to the yes, uh, AFC East, AFC East, and the uh, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have some pretty they, – they had a rough decade, to say the least. And there are a few players that were there for a long time that actually made quite an impact, like Mario Williams, Jerry Hughes, Shady McCoy. Those are my honorable mentions. My pick is Kyle Williams, who yep. played both defensive tackle and nose tackle and put up pretty good numbers for someone that played at that position. He played 121 games for the team, which at his position is quite good 11 passes defended two forced fumbles five fumble recoveries 40 and a half sacks at defensive tackle and nose tackle that's quite good 394 mm -hmm. tackles mm -hmm. again really good uh, 112 quarterback hits and he made the pro bowl six times so i mean he wasn't really there for for last year when they were really good and when they started getting good around 2016 2017 2018 he was you know at the twilight of his career so he didn't really see the success that the bills could have had but hey he ended his career with with a playoff game that they scored three points in so mm -hmm. you know good job good job all around um, Kyle Williams was really a standout um, on that defense, even before they were great, like when back when they were mediocre. Um, Six-time Pro Bowler, uh, I think that, that should be mentioned. Uh, fan favorite in Buffalo, again, something that needs to be mentioned. Um, between 2010 and 28, sorry, between, between 2010 and 2018, ranked seventh among all defensive tackles. Um, in tackles for uh, for a loss and sacks during like during that during those eight years, which again I think needs to be mentioned. Um, in terms of honorable mentions, Sean McCoy was the other one I was really considering what going with, just given the numbers he put up with the Buffalo Bills. I mean, 
I don't have them in front of me, but they were pretty solid before. Probably one of the best running back options they had before Devin Singletary. Um, very, very consistent. But um, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Kyle Williams is probably my best Buffalo Bill of the decade. And Shady was probably the more fun pick because he was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, for but sure. Kyle Williams was definitely a guy that was just really reliable and just was always mm-hmm. there to make the play that he needed to make and mm-hmm. just. Just overall, very solid player. And going yeah. on to the Miami Dolphins, we're picking another player that was just incredibly reliable and always there. That's mm-hmm. uh, defensive end slash outside linebacker Cameron Wake, who had 92 and a half sacks in that's his 132 close. games. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And for a guy that doesn't really get his name out there all that much, I think that's insane. He was a first team All Pro once, which is like, again, very difficult to get on there with at a division that's played by guys like Vaughn Miller and Khalil Mack. Like he plays, he plays their position, and he made the first team All Pro. You gotta, you gotta keep that in mind. You gotta take that into account. Made the mm-hmm. Pro Bowl five times, 204 quarterback hits, and 337 tackles. Like the guy was incredibly versatile, and he did it for a team that really had some not so great years over the decade. Yeah. They were just, they were an incredibly mediocre team for the most part with yeah. a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill who really elevated them. Tannehill did a really good job. You gotta give him credit there, yeah. and. Other honorable mentions for me are Rashad Jones, mm-hmm. uh, who was a safety and played there for a long time and did was actually quite good. I think he just got mm-hmm. released last year, but hey, he, yeah. he had a good career there. Still solid, yeah. Yeah, Mike Pouncey, center, brother of Marquise Pouncey, who we'll talk about a little bit later, but mm-hmm. also a very solid player. And wide receiver Jarvis Landry has to get a shout-out. Besides yeah. that crazy catch he made against the Colts a few years ago, he, just, he was overall a very solid player and probably one of the reasons that offense – was working at a level that it was for the entirety of the decade or for the half the decade he was there. But Cameron Wake, just an incredibly solid pick. He was so good. Started in the CFL, comes to the NFL, just murders. So great on the Dolphins for getting him. Yeah, so again, um, I went in the same direction with Cameron Wake. Um, the stats you, you listed off kind of say it all. 92.5 sacks. 204 quarterback hits, also had 20, uh, 21 forced fumbles, five Pro Bowls. Like, there's not really much else that needs to be said about Cameron Wake. Um, he was, frankly, he was a badass for the Miami, yeah. Miami Dolphins. Seriously, um, yeah. And Rashad Jones, um, probably the most, probably the biggest threat in the honorable mentions to take over Cameron Wake's position as best player of the decade. Just because those two players were, I mean, frankly, they were the heart and soul of that Miami Miami Dolphins team. Um, And even Rashad Jones made, he wasn't, I mean, he he only made two pro bowlers, but during his, like, his prime or whatever, he was probably, I won't say he was the best safety in the NFL, but I think he was at least one of the best ones, uh, one of the best safeties in the NFL. Yeah, and that's the thing about, you know, Pro Bowls and first team all pros. You can't really wait that that much because yeah. that doesn't really because you know, at certain positions you're gonna have a lot of competition. And Rashad Jones played both free safety and strong safety at positions yeah. that a lot of amazing players played. So mm-hmm. you might not make the Pro Bowl, even though you put up really good seasons, which sucks. But you know, Rashad Jones is a guy that deserves to get that recognition yeah. and this is us giving it to him. Yeah. Now moving on to a guy that really doesn't need much of an introduction, does not really need need much recognition. We have the New England Patriots and um, Malcolm Button. No, I'm kidding. Tom Brady. Who's that? Who? Uh, he was actually he was their quarterback, believe it or not. Oh really? Like, I've never heard of. Yeah, this when guy. when Jimmy Garoppolo went down, this guy came in. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, the the yeah. I mean, you could we could talk about his stats from the 2010s all all day, but I'll just I'll just point out that he threw for 43,000 yards in 156 games. Basically, shit ton of Super Bowls. Yeah, 7.6 yards per attempt, which isn't real, Not which great. is more than you'd expect considering like everyone the the reputation he has is he's a checkdown thrower. 7.6 yeah. is not too shabby, and then considering really he, not. yeah, his completion percentage was 64.2 percent over the decade. It's, and I mean last year brought it down a lot, so it's pretty good. But yeah. the other important stat I want to bring up is nine Pro Bowls in ten years. Like hmm. I mean at quarterback, probably the most stacked and most difficult position to make it. You yeah. you made it nine times. Right. Two twice first team all pro and twice MVP. Right. So I mean I will argue in twenty seventeen he didn't deserve it, but I mean no one else deserved no one else yeah, deserved exactly. it in twenty seventeen. Exactly. Carson Wentz got injured. That's that's just the way it went. Yeah, if if he was healthy, there's I don't think there's any question he would have passed, he would have taken it. Absolutely. And you could have I mean, you couldn't really go with someone like Gronkowski or Logan Mankins at this spot. Yeah. Who were yeah. who were great. And they probably would have made it in other teams. Mm. But it's just it's you know, you could Tom Brady is probably the most valuable player of this entire decade. Yeah, probably. And we're probably yeah. like, we're, we're talking about a guy who might end up being the best quarterback to ever play the game. I mean, yeah. obviously there's still time to the the verdict's still out on this, and but just look at his last couple of years at the Patriots. I mean, especially in the last decade, this guy is ridiculous. Like he, like again, the stats you mentioned kind of say it all. But yeah, Tom Brady really. Uh, if you just look at his Wikipedia page or his award. Summary. It really speaks for itself. This guy is probably going to be the best fo- uh, quarterback ever, and I think that's. I think there's no question he's the best uh, New England Patriot of the decade. And you said it best. The stats do speak for themselves with Tom yeah. Brady, who had a 122 and 34 record yeah. in the in the yeah. decade, which is which will probably never get du- du- duplicated. Sorry, English yeah. is a very difficult it's language difficult to speak. For us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, so, go- so going yeah. from a T. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Like. Basically, what you're saying. We're moving on to the Jets, and we we probably have the same a team with the most wins to a team with lots of years of mediocrity and just horrible horribleness. If that's a word. Yeah. Mediocrity is a nice way to put it for the New yeah. for the New York um, Jets. Also, for me, um, I'll just kind of get right into it. Um, I picked Darrell Rivas. I didn't really think it was really that close. Um, the other guy I was thinking about going with was Nick Mangold, uh, the center. Who, yep. frankly, he anchored the Jets' offensive line. Uh, five Pro Bowls. He was he was named to the um, first All Team, first All Pro team in 2010. Yep. Uh, he was really good. Uh, but Darrell Rivas was better than good. He was ridiculous. Um, again, we're probably talking about one of the best players, one of the best cornerbacks of the decade. I don't think I don't think there's any question about that. Um, it's kind of too bad how his second stint with the pay, with the uh, Jets went, just because it did kind of go up in flames and it wasn't quite sorry. Well, not 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 it wasn't horrible, but it also wasn't anywhere near as good as it was from 2007-2012. Um, first team All Pro three times, um, and he was also in 2014 with the Patriots. But again, I guess it doesn't really doesn't really matter because with the Patriots. Um, and he was just a rule. He was a legit shutdown corner when he was in his prime. And I think, again, uh, if you look at the Jets, they haven't really had that many star-studded players come through that come through that roster the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just uh, before we continue, just a little thing about um, the the All Pro team votes. Mm-hmm. There are multiple organizations that vote players into mm-hmm. those. Yes. So, and it's 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 incredibly confusing. 
obviously when a when a group when one of the groups that isn't you know the pro football writers who i think are the are the primary guys that really record that i think if if you're voted in as a first team all pro by a group that's not them you're still i guess technically a first team all pro player but just not officially yeah yeah, I feel that. But it, so it, it counts. So one of the one of those three votes for Darrell Revis was from a group that wasn't the pro football writers. Or I, again, I'm not exactly sure who it is, but there's one official group. He was voted twice though. First team right. All Pro twice at cornerback, another stack position, made the Pro Bowl three times, mm-hmm. and you know 11 picks in his his time just in the 2010s with the Jets, right. which was right. only what like five years. That's pretty yeah. impressive. You got to yeah, give exactly. him a lot of credit there. He he had some really good stats, and the stats don't even tell the full story. Like players would not throw to his side of the field. Mm-hmm. Revis Island, it was real. Right. And uh, moving on to the Ravens, and the Ravens had a lot of great, particularly defensive players that deserve to be mentioned, like Halodi Nada, uh, Terrell right. Suggs, who won Defensive Player of the Year in 2011, and C.J. Mosley, who actually did quite a good job and obviously i have to mention justin tucker who was a first team all pro four times as a kicker yeah. definitely the best kicker in the league right now and just yeah. a really clutch player probably the best just, one of the decade to be honest it's it's possible i mean you could make arguments for guys like adam vinatieri but i think yeah, even no, vinatieri, you, with how much vinatieri's dropped off like especially last year i think i don't think it's really close to be honest it's possible i mean yeah I, I wouldn't argue it. I personally wouldn't argue it. But obviously <laughs> none of those. Uh, yeah, I know. He's my favorite player in the NFL. But, uh, you know, with all those players being said, you got to – the best player of the for the Ravens in the decade is on the offensive side of the ball. I know it's surprising, right? They had some really stagnant offensive years with Joe Flacco quarterback. But Marshall Yonda was incredibly solid the entire decade. He made the Pro Bowl eight times yeah. in ten years in the decade. Mm-hmm. And one of those times was last year when he knew he was going to retire. Yeah. Made the first-team All-Pro twice at guard, which I guess is one of the easier positions to make it to first-team All-Pro, but don't belittle the fact that it's still the first-team All-Pro, which is incredibly difficult to make it to. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly versatile, played a lot of games, and just did his job incredibly well. One of the best run blockers we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So Marshall yeah. Yonda gets the nod for us. Yeah, um, so again, you kind of said everything that really needs to be said about Marshall Yonda. Um Again, this is probably a guy who's not really going to get truly appreciated because he doesn't play a flashy position like quarterback, running back, wide receiver. But again, he is one of the most one of the most decorated guards ever. Or not, I won't say ever, but at least in the last decade. Um, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, um, to me, you, know, you, sorry, go ahead. you mentioned you mentioned eight Pro Bowls with Marshall Yonda. Yeah. And this guy's also made eight Pro Bowls. The guy that I'm assuming you picked as well, Geno Atkins. Uh, I actually didn't go that route, but oh, you didn't uh, go with Geno Atkins. No. Um, let me just let me just quickly go through my stuff. Um, Geno yeah. Atkins. I again, to me, this was a two horse race, and I don't really think there's really many guys I would have really considered. Uh, Geno Atkins, defensive tackle, was great. He he was one of the, in my opinion, the second best. Bengal of the decade. Um, second in franchise history with 75.5, like almost 76 sacks. Yep. Um, like he was a ridiculous part of that defensive line. And like he definitely deserves a lot of credit. And I think people, a lot of people will pick him to be the best of the decade. But for me, I went with AJ Green. Um, 
Yeah, AJ fair. Green. AJ Green is a very good wide receiver, but I think obviously his resume is is going to be kind of not, I wouldn't say frowned upon, but it's not going to be truly appreciated because this is a guy who is consistently injured. But like he was for like in the decade he was he was fourth in receiving yards behind Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas is pretty good. Antonio Brown and Julio Jones are elite. And if you think about just if he was healthy, he would probably be a lot higher on that li- or higher on that list. We again, we don't know this, but in eight seasons he had almost he had almost 9,000 receiving yards, 63 touchdowns, and again that's with a bunch of injury plague seasons. If he wasn't healthy, this guy would no questionably be the best um, player of the Bengals had in the decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. And AJ Green is definitely a top three Bengal ever, or sure. not ever, just just in the last in the last sure. decade. Sure. He had the benefit of he had the benefit of being drafted in 2011, so he did have the full decade of getting those getting fourth in receiving yards with guys like Andre Johnson, Megatron retiring about mm-hmm. halfway through the decade. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, Geno Atkins played 153 games throughout the decade. He started in 2010, and he played every game through almost every game throughout. He was just he was there day in day out. Made the Pro Bowl eight times at one of the most stacked positions in the NFL, defensive end. Mm-hmm. was made to the first team all pro twice and you know throughout the uh, decade when the Bengals were really good it was their defense that was really shining and it was Geno Atkins that was really the the, the the captain the quarterback him and Carlos Dunlap and a few of those other guys were just really good at put, keeping quarterbacks on their toes and really making it tough for offensive coordinators to you know block him Geno Atkins may not have been that unblockable force that a guy like Cameron Wake may have been at times of his career, but Geno Atkins, every snap was there, and he was a threat, and he needed to be watched. And with, and with that, his availability was also incredible. And that's why I put him over A.J. Green and Andrew that's Whitworth, fair. who was incredible throughout the decade. Right. And yes. Andy Dalton, who I think also deserves an honorable mention because yeah, he did for quite sure. a good job. For sure. For sure. But, yeah, that's, that's why I have him here. And de- absolutely no disrespect to A.J. Green. Yeah, no, for sure. And going from the Bengals to another extremely mediocre team, at least the 2010. Oh go, God, yeah. We're going to go down to the Cleveland Browns, um, and I'm sure a lot. This of is one of the most obvious picks. This is one of the most obvious picks. I'm sure those of you who have at least followed football in last, or those of you who just follow sports, know the Cleveland Browns are just a horrible franchise. Oh, sorry, they've been a va- they've been they've been struggling as a franchise, and the two picks that I was thinking about had to do with their offensive line. Um, I'll start with an honorable mention. Um, the guy I was, well, again, this as you mentioned, this is kind of obvious, but I thought this guy deserves some love. Um, it's their center. There was sorry, it was their center, Alex Mack, who played from 20, 2009, 2016. Um, pro, he's pro Bowler uh, with the Browns in 2010, 2013, and after recovering from a broken leg, he actually made it again in 2015, which is I think is very impressive. Um, and then. Yeah, like second all second team all pro selection in 2013. Like again, not amazing, but I just thought he deserved some credit because again, not a lot of centers got a lot of love. Um, but again, the guy the guy here is Joe Thomas, offensive tackle. Yeah. Um, probably one of the Browns' biggest success stories of the of the decade, if not the biggest. This guy was extremely good. Probably uh, will go down as one of the best league's best left tackles. Um. Only offensive lineman to be voted a straight pro-, pro Bowls to begin a career. So, again, 
extremely impressive. Um, yeah, like uh, 167 straight games played. Um, he like he this guy is consistent, and he was, and I don't think there's any question he's the best Cleveland Brown of the decade. And then like, I don't think there's really much else that needs, that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he uh, he had an incredible career. Made seven Pro Bowls in the decade, mm-hmm. five-time first-team All-Pro in the decade. That's not including what he did before, which was also incredible. That offensive line for the Browns was really the only thing that was yeah. noteworthy <laughs> in this entire decade, besides maybe last year. Except for how bad year. they were last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's and of course their 0-16 run, but probably one of the best players on this list if we're being completely honest probably one of the best browns to ever play unless you include the old like 1950s 1960s browns with Otto Graham and jim brown running the show but um yeah just easy easy pick i'm yeah. also gonna honorable mention to joel batonio who did have a really good career also an offensive lineman again that's really all you can really say for the cleveland browns over the decade and uh speaking that's about offensive yeah yeah and speaking of offensive lines, I know this might not be a popular pick, but for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going with Marquise Pouncey. There are, there are some really good players that played for the Steelers in this decade. Antonio Brown was just crazy, but he was also crazy. <laughs> big, ben, big, ben, said it too. big Ben, yeah, he put up great numbers. And the crazy thing is he put up his better numbers at the end of the decade, considering he was old and couldn't move. Which, again, respect to that, even though I hate him. David DeCastro was another guy I almost I almost picked because he was just incredibly solid. And defensive end Cameron Hayward was a guy that no one really talks about, but he's been solid his entire career. And he's almost, almost, yeah. almost playing his best football now, which yep. is kind of crazy. But that yeah. might just be because of the guys around him, guys like DJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, who are really playing really well. But Marquise Pouncey made the Pro Bowl eight times in ten years. And he had some pretty tough competition with guys like, you know, Nick Mangold and Alex Mack and his brother, Mike Pouncey. He had some tough competition there. Yeah, Yeah, he was was on the all-decade team. Marquise, he twice made the first team all-pro. The guy was really one of the big reasons that the Steelers were able to have that run game that they had that had guys like Rashard Mendenhall. And James Conner actually looked like presentable running backs and made Le'Veon Bell a great running back into an elite running back, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, not the way I'm going. I think anyone who knows me knows exactly the way I'm going. Um, yep. <laughs> it's Antonio Brown, uh, at least for me. Um, in my opinion, and, and when he was with the Steelers, Antonio Brown was the best player in the AFC North. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I don't think it don't is think personally. So. I don't think so. No. Um, Even as a Ravens fan, I can't really argue that. Yeah, he was absolutely ridiculous uh, starting in 2014. Um, from 2014 to 2017, um, league leading uh, 1,698 receiving yards, 129 receptions in 2014. Uh, and... The year after, so I guess 2015, had almost 2,000 yards and 135 receptions. So again, that's pretty great. Uh, combined, he had just over just shy uh, just over um, 11,000 yards and 74 touchdowns, which again is is very 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 good. Um, at the time he left the NFL, uh, or 
took his pause or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he was probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Pause. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. But um, arrest. Um, he was, yeah, sure. <laughs> that probation. Uh, bat. Whatever. Whatever he's dealing with. He was mental health what, break. Yeah, exactly. When he left, he was probably the best wideout in the game, if not that, at least at very least top three. Top three. Um, yeah, and Ben Roethlisberger, honorable mention. Um, again, I don't like him either, but uh, his resume speaks for itself. Uh, very consi- I don't say consistent, but very good uh, quarterback for the Steelers last in in the in the decade. We'll say I will say that Antonio Brown went from being a sixth round pick to having a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like first half Hall of Fame career, so yeah. I'll give him I'll give him yeah. credit there. Uh, and he actually kind of rocked the Lego block hair or a little bit. Yeah, he did. He did. I, th- I thought he did. I mean, it's it's like half confidence, the other half look. And I mean, it's not going to look good on anyone, but at least he was confident about it. Yeah, exactly. He's got to be confident to pull it off. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Houston Texans incredibly easy. JJ Watt, no question. Uh, I'm not even. Yeah. There's no, there's no debate with this. Yeah, don't get me yeah. wrong. Arian, Arian Foster had a good decade. DeAndre Hopkins had a good decade. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Brown was very underrated. Those are my honorable mm-hmm. mentions. None of them touched this guy. None it's of them not close. This it's really not guy. close. It's really Again, not. He's, he's a top five player in this decade for sure. I was just, I'll just go over the, the important stats. Uh, don't get me wrong. He was injured a lot. He only played 112 games in this this decade, which, again, is pretty solid. But still, he was he was injured a lot when those playoff runs came around, which sucked. He's 96 sacks. Yeah, 96 sacks, 265 quarterback hits in 112 games. That's insane. Yeah. That, yeah. That's crazy. Take that, in. take that in, everyone. Just take it in. Yeah. And I will say he deserved MVP in 2014. He didn't get he it. Robbed of it. Yeah, he got defensive bias. player of the year. He got defensive player of the year. He oh, uh, he's won it two more times. He is a Pro Bowler in five seasons and a first team All Pro in those same five seasons. Mm-hmm. So you know when he's when he's on, he's on. And just at his at his peak, if you if he's playing healthy, he's just he's a monster. Yeah, this guy's a tank. This guy is a monster. Like this is. This is probably, at least in my opinion, I don't, again, I'm not sure if this is a hot take, but I think he's, at least in my opinion, I think he might be the best defensive player of the decade. Um, he's that he's that good. I mean, if he's not the best, he's I think he's at least in contention. Um, just his decade with the, with the Houston Texans has been absolutely ridiculous. Um, he's uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's only 31. There's not really many players you can really say that about. Um, but... My honorable mentions, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, really the main one I wanted to shout out. Um, yeah, I know you love your boy. I do. I love my boy. Uh, he's he's he was one of the best wideouts in the league when they traded him. Uh, developed to be a fan favorite in Houston. Too bad they traded him, but anyways, um, that's all I really want to say about the Houston Texans. And moving on to another team in the AFC South, we're going to go to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Again, to me, this wasn't really that difficult. I thought the answer is pretty clear. Uh, shout out to T.Y. Hilton. He has just just shy of 8,600 yards, including five seasons of at least 1,000 receiving yards um, to go with 45 touchdowns, which, again, is pretty impressive. But to me, it's Andrew Luck. Uh, this guy, I mean, he had the job of replacing Peyton Manning, which is no easy task to do. 
Um, he led the Colts to the playoffs in the first three seasons. Um, he, I'm not sure how many how many AFC AFC style titles they won, but I know they got at least. I think they got a couple. Again, I don't have the numbers up in front of me. They didn't have a lot of competition in the middle yeah. of the decade. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, and it's really too bad that he retired so early. Um, this is a guy who I thought was one of the best quarterbacks in the league at the time he went down. Maybe not like the elite, the elite of the elite, like Patrick Mahomes, but he was still. Top ten near, near the top for sure. Um, assuming he doesn't come back, uh, two thousand completions on just on just shy of thirty three hundred attempts, uh, twenty three almost twenty four thousand yards, one hundred seventy one touchdowns. Like he's good. He's very very good, and it's really too bad he retired so early. Yeah, absolutely. He made the Pro Bowl four times at one of the most difficult positions in the league to make the Pro Bowl. Yep. Yeah. So you got to give him credit there. He was a gunslinger and mm. didn't always have that much help at receiver, but yeah, he besides T.Y. Hilton, but he, he did good with what he had made the pro made the playoffs a few times. And, you know, basically whenever the Colts had him, they were, con- they were contending for a Super Bowl. And exactly. when they didn't have him, they sucked yeah. badly. They sucked yeah. really badly. So it was like up here and then down there was here. No one, the there was no one between. It was basically either you're good or you're bad. You suck. Yeah, absolutely. And Andrew Luck's stats don't really stand up to the other the other quarterbacks that we're going to mention later on in this video. But, yeah. I mean, this is what the Colts were the kind of team that kind of had – they played team football. So there weren't that many individuals that did a whole lot. So that's why we went with the, that's why we went with Andrew Luck. Uh, shout outs to Robert Mathis, who had most of his success in the 2000s, but played a few years in the 2010s. Safety Vontae Davis, who was there for a while and is well known for retiring in the middle of a game with the Buffalo Bills, which is oh, one of the most. I don't know. That's, that's a power move of all power move. The yeah. NFL is known for not really giving much power to the players. That's a power move from a player. You'll probably never see something like that again for a while. And Quentin Nelson also deserves to get some recognition. First team all pro in his first two years. And if if we still have a podcast by the end of the 2020s, we'll probably be talking about him. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the next Marshall Yonda, maybe. We'll see. Uh, let's go to the Jaguars. And yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I know you picked Clay's Campbell who yep. played incredibly in the three years he was there. He was really good in Arizona, too. He, he is, he's, he's an honorable mention for me in Arizona, and he deserves to be. He's in, case, inc- in case you guys didn't know, I'm going with Calais Campbell. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Sack after sack, I think he had a nearly 20-sack season in 2017. Yep. He, just, he was a big part of Saxonville, which yep. was one of the most fun defenses to, I've ever one watched. One of his favorite teams. Yeah. I'm also going to my – my other honorable mentions are Maurice Jones-Drew, who was one of the top three running backs in the league from, like, 2010 to 2012. Another very underappreciated player, at least in my opinion. Definitely, yeah. Him and Arian Foster do not get talked about enough not as, enough. like, top yep. running backs. Uh, Telvin Smith, who was actually there for a long time, believe it or not. Obviously, he's got some stuff going on right now that we're not going to get into, That's but that's right now. For his career, he's done a good job. I'm also going to mention Jalen Ramsey here for his – Two and a half, two and a half, three, four so. years. Rightfully yeah, he so. was he I was a shutdown corner. He was one of the best zone corners in the league right now. He's one of the best corners, period. But zone corner, he's probably the best. Yeah. 
Uh, um, so moving on. Sorry again. My pick. Uh, yeah. My pick is Paul Pozlozny. Uh He was on the team for a long time. He sure. played a hundred games there. He had eight hundred and sixteen tackles. That's that's the stat I just want to talk about. Eight hundred and sixteen tackles in a hundred games. So, you know, that's averaging eighty-one. No, that's averaging eight point one tackles per game, and that's considering he didn't play. He didn't really play a whole lot near the end of his career. Thirteen sacks, thirty-six passes defended, eleven interceptions for an inside linebacker. Right. He made one Pro Bowl because he played at a really stacked position with guys like Luke Kuechly. Paul Pozlowski didn't really get the recognition that he needed, but for the longest time, the Jaguars were bad on both sides of the ball. And Paul Pozlowski, being a defensive captain, was one, really one of the only bright spots there. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get mentioned enough, in my opinion. And I just, I felt like I had to mention him. Nope, for sure. And I 100% I didn't. I'll, I see where you're coming from, for sure. Another very unappreciated guy. Um, and another team who had a very disappointing decade was the Tennessee Titans where really their only real success story was last season, where they actually made a bit of a run, knocking off the Patriots, the Ravens. Knocking up the Patriots. Knocking out the Patriots. Knocking out the Patriots, yes, that's what I mean. That would Um, be an interesting baby, I will say that. Yeah, for sure. Um, My honorable honorable mention is Jarrell Casey, the defensive tackle. Um, He was a mainstay on the the Titans defensive line. Named second All Pro in 2013. Um, I don't know, like Sky, he's pretty good. Uh, named named to the Pro Bowl in each of the past pretty five good. seasons. Yeah, pretty good, pretty, pretty solid. Good. Not bad. That's Not bad. All right, all right. Yeah. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, uh, my pick may be a hot take. I don't really think it is. Um, I'm going with Delaney Walker, the tight end. He was, in my opinion, a very good example of a reliable, reliable tight end who could both block and like catch and run the ball, um, ability to generate to ability to generate yards after the like his his ability to make plays in traffic was in my opinion was ridiculous. I didn't get to watch him a lot, but when I did watch him, there he stood out. Averaged around seventy one receptions, almost almost eight hundred and fifty yards. Like, not great by any... Sorry, not elite, but I still think they deserve to be shout-out. Shout-out. Um, and, I don't know, I thought he was an extremely productive tight end. Uh, and he was a Pro Bowl three of the five seasons he was with Tennessee. So, I mean, again, not elite or anything by any means. But, again, I think that really goes to show the lack of kind of superstar talent that came out of Tennessee in the last decade. It looks like they're getting a. It looks like they have one now in Derrick Henry, and maybe in the next decade, if we do, if we still have a podcast by then, we're. I don't think yeah. there's any question we're going to be talking about him. Um, but it, I think it's definitely nice to see the Titans up going on the upswing with Ryan Tannehill as well. Uh, hopefully, the Titans can remain competitive in the next decade for sure. Absolutely. Uh, fun facts about Delaney Walker. He was actually on that 2012 San Francisco 49ers team that made the Super Bowl. Right. He was this- he was the second string tight end behind Vernon Davis, who was that. Vernon Davis was incredible. He was back in back in the day, back when, in his early days. But uh, I digress. Uh, my pick was Jarrell Casey, as you mentioned, who played you know uh, three four defensive end, which is basically defensive tackle, Pretty and good. he Pretty had good. he had fifty he had fifty one sacks in in his six years there. You know, fifty one sacks at defensive tackle 
defensive end hybrid is pretty solid. He played 140 games for the team, five straight Pro Bowls, as you mentioned. I figure that I figured like the Titans really don't have that many players that you could mention here. So I figured Jarrell Casey was the guy. Obviously, that might be a bit of recency bias. Delaney Walker is really good. My other honorable mentions are Taylor Lewan and Marcus Mariota. Just to kind of make sure y'all, whoever's listening, isn't we don't we're not taking shots at any of these players. We're just kind of thinking that some are better than the other. Just to clarify, just so y'all don't think that Max thinks that uh, Delaney Walker sucks, or I think Jarrell Casey sucks, or I think anything like that. I could that. probably beat him in a foot race right now, though. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Probably with a horrific ankle injury. Um, but probably, even, to, even even on one leg, I probably couldn't. But yeah, probably. Uh, moving on to the AFC West, um, the Denver Broncos, and you know who it is. Uh, this guy is ridiculous. Uh, probably the best linebacker of the decade, and that's coming from someone who absolutely loves Cleo Mack. Uh, it's Von Miller. It's not close. This is a um, shout out to Demarius Thomas, Chris Harris Jr., Peyton Manning. Uh, these guys are all great, but Von Miller is elite, and there is really, I don't think there's any question in my mind that this guy's the, the face of the Denver Broncos in the decade. Uh, are you calling Peyton Manning not elite? No, sorry. No, that's not <laughs> Continue, 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 no. continue, just um, keep going. Uh, <laughs> I cannot Peyton Manning probably had the best year a, a quarterback could have in 2013. Yeah. The only yeah. problem is he only really kind of replicated it once yeah. in 2014 and 2015 he wasn't very good See, that's Von Miller's the obvious pick yeah I don't think I don't I'm not saying Peyton Manning's not elite I just thought of Von Miller had a better decade oh my yeah. god um in the just in the decade alone he had 106 sacks uh yeah. seven years with at least 10 and yeah. 26 that's forced crazy. fumbles he is the he's the centerpiece of a, of a ridiculous defense in Denver, um, and again, this is the reason that the Denver Broncos have stayed at least relevant and not has have not sucked the last couple of years because the last couple of years have been a bit of a tire fire in, Bron- in Denver just with not having all players coming in and out and not really having really that big quarterback that. Uh, that they like to have quarterback play. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, hopefully now with Drew Locke, the, the Broncos will be more consistent. But again, uh, it's Von Miller. No question about it. Uh, if you want to, if you want to debate it, we can fight about it later. I mean, me in the parking lot, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, if Demarius Thomas had more consistent quarterback play throughout his career, we could very possibly be talking about him, but you know, Von Miller's on a hall of fame pace and I don't, it's, it's not, there's it's not, no the, it's not debatable. It's not. Yeah, and if J, if JJ Watt stayed healthy, he'd probably have Von Miller's numbers. Yeah, no maybe a little bit better. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah, but Again, I think his average. I think yeah, JJ Watt's averages are higher, but Von Miller's numbers are better. This is another guy where it's probably in debate for best defensive player of the decade. This guy can move. Yeah, like he is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and moving on. Moving on to let's, the let's move on to the another let's move yeah. on to another team that has a candidate for best defensive player. Your boy Khalil Mack. Believe it or not, Khalil Mack is actually not my choice for Raider of the Decade. He probably should okay, be, but he's not. Interesting. Um, interesting. Okay. He's mine, but he was yeah he was the first player to be named uh, first uh, first team All Pro at two different positions. He was um, between 2014 and 2017. He played both offensive linebacker and defensive end. Um, so. Yeah, that's impressive at itself. Impressive in itself. 
Um, and again, this is a guy who really carried the Raiders defense ever, ever since he got there, or at least especially the year they made the playoffs, that general window. Um, this guy carried the, the Raiders defense, and even then they were still mediocre, which kind of says a lot about how bad the Raiders defense was even without Khalil Mack. Um, but to me, I think the guy that I, – I, I picked Derek Carr as my Raider of the decade. Um, I just think – it's this is a guy who I thought – was going to be the I thought he was going to be the next superstar quarterback of the NFL especially after he had that well mainly after he got that ridiculous season before he shattered his leg um again he's still there and he's still playing at least he's, he's playing pretty well despite what the media will have you think just based on how much they bash him but keep in mind he hasn't really had that many great offensive options I think this guy has a lot more talent than people make you think but again I just think there's something that needs to be said about being the quarterback for like six years or so and still being extremely still being extremely good. Um, but that being said, it's really a coin flip for me between Derek Carr and Khalil Mack, just given that they're they're both they've they both they've both played a huge part in the Raiders history in the last decade. In terms of player service, you're absolutely right. Derek Carr has played for longer and he plays a more valuable position. Sure. So it's it's an easy it's an easy pick. Uh, I went with Khalil Mack just because the the numbers he put up with the Raiders are godly, and he won a Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. all first that's team fair. All Pro twice. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's the direction I went. He had forty and a half sacks in sixty four games. Like that's crazy. He's a monster. That's, like it's yeah. And absolutely. again, I do not hate Khalil Mack. He's probably one of my favorite players. For those you of you who are saying, why do you hate Khalil Mack? Yeah, I don't hate exactly. Khalil Mack. It's my boy. Derek Carr, if if Derek Carr continued to play the way he did in 2016, like we know he can play like that, he has. Yeah. But if he continues, if he can come back to that, he'll be a he'll be a top half quarterback in the NFL. It's I just think, that these past few years, he's he's not played like that at all. And talking think, about yeah, definitely talking about recent mediocre quarterback play, we're gonna we're gonna jump to the Los Angeles Chargers, and uh, at least for me, the core of uh, the. Uh, Charger of the decade is Philip Rivers. I don't really think that's really debatable. Uh, he he was the face of the franchise at least for the last decade. He played for the Chargers for twenty from twenty two thousand four two thousand nineteen in the decade. Uh, he threw for four thousand yards in nine of the seasons, which is pretty ridiculous. And again, it's kind of disappointing how his tenure with the Chargers ended up, just given how many just ridiculous options he had. Mike Williams, uh, and again, this is another team that actually had a couple different options. Um, I wasn't really thinking about anything else, but Antonio Gates, the tight end, was a very was another my boy Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen, another really good one. Uh, Eric Weddle was another really yeah. interesting. Oh pick. God, yeah. Um, so again, the Chargers are another team that kind of had a lot of really good options, but no one really talks about them because, frankly, they haven't done jack any the jack shit in the decade but yeah. philip river is my pick i think it was very i mean, I, don't, I don't want to say it was easy but it definitely wasn't hard to pick philip rivers despite how much i may hate him um but yeah anyways that was my pick yeah, the, in the afc west the first half of the decade belonged to the broncos and the second half belonged to the chiefs so the chargers really had a difficult time you know 
And the Raiders too. They just had a difficult time fitting in edge. Twenty sixteen was the Raiders' year. That that was a, yeah. With, with those was, two with, with those two very good teams. Uh, with the Chargers, you could make a case for Eric Weddle, I suppose, but he didn't play for. He only played for them for what five six years, and then moved on to yeah. the Ravens. Yeah, I just exactly. find it insane that the Ravens have had three of the best free safeties we've seen in the last 20 years, moving from Ed Reed to Eric Weddle to Earl Thomas. I just think that's crazy. But uh, anyways, Eric Weddle had a great career with the Chargers, but it just doesn't touch the service that Phillip Rivers put in for them. 160 games in and of itself is just incredible service in a decade. And his numbers, he has a lot of numbers. Some some are good, some are bad, but he's just got a lot of numbers. He threw the ball a lot. So you got to give him credit there. Yep. And uh, last but not least, we have probably one of the two most difficult decisions I had to make on this list, the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a lot of very good players that played in this decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive players from the beginning of the decade, like Tom Bahali, linebacker, uh, Derek Johnson, another linebacker, Eric Berry, who I almost picked uh, at safety, and he also came back from cancer. So just yeah. for that, I almost picked him. Uh, and just to be fair, we're 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 excluding Patrick Mahomes from this list. Just to yeah. kind of clarify, just to make sure no one's yelling at us. Like, You're forgetting about Patrick Mahomes. Even even if even if you do include Patrick Mahomes, it's difficult to give the sample size. That's only thirty two. That's only like thirty games. Yeah, exactly. in the decade, whereas these other guys put up much more. And I really wanted to pick Jamal Charles too because he was just great, he was outstanding. He was outstanding. Player. Outstanding. He was one of the most fun players to watch for the first half of the decade. Too bad he had just so many ACL tears that he just yeah. couldn't keep playing. Yeah. Uh, I think we, I think we both have the same pick, right? We both picked it's, Travis Kelsey. It's it's Kelsey. Um, probably the best tight end in the league right now, Travis Kelsey. His ability to run and block the ball is his ability to to be like as a as a receiving option and to block is ridiculous. Um. In the last six seasons, he's averaged 85 catches and over 1,000 yards, which kind of speaks for itself. For a um, tight end. Yeah, exactly. And last year, he was the like he had he's had four straight 1,000-yard seasons, and he, he's the first NFL tight end to do that, which kind of speaks for itself. Like this guy, um, it's kind of nice to see the have for the Kansas City Chiefs to have a good quarterback now, but oh, sorry, no no disrespect to Alex Smith or any of the like or Matt Castle. But the um, the Kansas City Chiefs finally have an elite quarterback, and Travis Kelsey's finally getting some of the rec- recognition recognition he f- he deserves. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, you know, 507 catches for nearly 6,500 yards as a tight end it really speaks for itself. The mm-hmm. guy five Pro Bowls, two times making the first team All Pro list with a, having to play under you know Rob Gronkowski at the position. It's incredible what he's done over the decade, and there's no doubt in my mind that he deserves to be the this pick. Nope, absolutely for sure. I was like, absolutely. Wow, yeah. I'm tired. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, let's let's cut it here, and then yeah. we'll do the uh, the NFC in another video. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, this is the Amateur Pro Podcast. Next, we'll see you next time. We'll talk about the NFC best players.